Welcome to Socialist News Now. I'm your host, Aaron Wheeland. And this week, we're going to have a shorter episode, but we're going to discuss Medicare for All and what that means from a leftist perspective, and if that is sufficient um, to meet the goals of a leftist philosophy. Obviously, if you follow U.S. politics, which I believe if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do, um, you know that Medicare for All is becoming a, uh, a top topic within the Democratic primary with uh, Bernie Sanders being the champion of Medicare for All. Um, Elizabeth Warren at one point paid lip service to Medicare for All and then backtracked on it. But it is getting uh, attention nationally from uh, Bernie Sanders' movement. And so we're going to talk about if that is the end-all be-all of the socialist push for health care. And if there's any kind of traps laid within Medicare for all that leftists need to be careful about. And I I do believe there is, and I'll describe why in a second. But first, I think we need to um, cover a couple of terms. Uh, So Medicare for all is usually referred to uh, or conflated with socialized medicine in American political discourse. But I want to make sure that it's clear that there's a distinction between Medicare for all and socialized health care or socialized medicine. What Medicare for all is, is essentially socialized health insurance and not socialized medicine. And what I mean by that is under Medicare for all, doctors, hospitals, nurses, you know, lab technicians, all these various roles related to the actual health care that you receive would still be privatized. They would still be run by private entities, by private corporations, for profit, etc., etc. What socialized health insurance is, is essentially just a single payer system born out on the backs of the of the the country as a whole rather than on the individual. And there's also an important distinction to make uh, within uh, conversations about socialized health care and that there is a difference between a single-payer system and universal health coverage. What universal health coverage means is that everyone in a country has some form of access to health care, has some form of access to doctors, prescription drugs, etc., etc. It does not mean that the access that they have is sufficient. It does not mean that the access that they have is of high quality. It just means that they have access of some sort. And you'll often hear people use the phrase universal health coverage when describing uh, something like Medicare for all or, as it's more applicable, something like Pete Buttigieg's plan for a public option. Like it's just as good as a single payer system, but it's not. And there's a key difference to be made. Under a single payer system, while it's theoretically possible that it would not be universal health coverage, Every application of a single-payer system that's ever happened in the real world has been universal coverage. It would, you would have to go out of your way to make a single-payer system not be universal coverage, which, given the American's track record for fighting anything that would be beneficial to its own people, it could happen. But when people say single-payer health system, it often comes along with the connotation of universal health coverage. It just means that instead of multiple different sources of payment for this coverage, you only have one source of payment, and that source of payment covers everybody. So with that understood, I think it's important to state again that Medicare for All is not 
socialized medicine, it's socialized health insurance, it's socialized single-payer health coverage, universal for everyone. Now, from a leftist perspective, is Medicare for all a good thing? Of course, especially compared to what Americans have now, which is essentially rugged individualism for anyone who has any kind of health care need but doesn't have the capital to afford the treatment that they need. I am a staunch supporter of Medicare for All within our current political climate because it will help people. It will save lives. 60,000 plus people die every year from lack of access to basic health care. These are people, you know, I talked about this in the last episode. These are people that can benefit tomorrow from socialized health insurance. But is it the end-all be-all of a leftist agenda on health care? It is not. And I think we have to be really careful that we don't settle for socialized health insurance rather than continuing the fight for socialized medicine and socialized health care. And here's why. One of the Bernie Sanders' biggest uh, pushes for Medicare for All, biggest arguments, biggest talking points for Medicare for All, is that it would save money because it removes the profit motive from drug companies, from insurance companies, removes the cost of administering all these thousands of different health insurance plans. And he's right, it does remove that profit motive. And that is substantially better in terms of exploitation of workers for the benefit of a few corporations and a few CEOs and a few shareholders who profit off of people's sickness, who profit off of people's need for basic common human decency in healthcare, and who effectively kill people by denying them access to healthcare because they don't qualify for their insurance plans or they can't afford their insurance plans. But just like a public option is a poison pill into the movement for socialized health insurance, Medicare for All, if it's not paid attention to, can become a poison pill towards socialized medicine. And let me start by explaining why a public option is poisonous for Medicare for All, and then I'll explain why Medicare for All is poisonous to socialized medicine. If you implement a public option without removing the profit motive of all these different companies and without giving the public option the power to negotiate down the prices compared to these um, these private plans, which is exactly what people like Buttigieg and Biden's public option plans do, they force the Medicare system to pay the private plan price. And what that does is it drives up the cost of Medicare for all. It makes a public option look far more expensive and tedious and burdensome on the taxpayer than it needs to be. And this is done for the express purpose of making the public option fail. Because these people who are pushing these, you know, minimalist solutions to the healthcare crisis in America, these people like Pete Buttigieg, these people like Joe Biden, they're not in it for the interests of American healthcare. They're not trying to better our healthcare outcomes. They're trying to protect the capitalist insurance companies and their profit margins. They're trying to poison the socialized health insurance movement because if they can convince the American people that a public option is untenable for our, for our current system, 
then they can turn around and say, well, we can't even administer a public option in competition with the private marketplace, with the capitalists. They can do it so much better. Look at how much money our public option is siphoning from the American taxpayer right now. Blue Cross Blue Shield can do it so much better than we can. And you want to turn around and you want to turn everyone over to a single payer system when we can't even administer these small plans. That is their, that is their strategy. That is their goal. Make no mistake about it. The public option is not designed to succeed. It's designed to fail. It's simply capitalist reaction to a rising socialist agenda and support for a socialist goal. It's literally the CIA playbook when it comes to subverting socialist movements in other countries. If they can starve a, a developing country who's attempting to socialize its economy... If they can sow discord, if they can crush this without explicitly making it clear that it's the United States doing this, then they can point to the American people back at home and say, look at Venezuela. Look at how bad Venezuela is. They tried to do this. Do you want to end up like them? This is the same strategy. It's just in a different context. So why is... Medicare for all, why is socialized health insurance a potential poison pill for socialized medicine, which it should be the real goal of a socialist movement, of a leftist movement, is to remove that same profit motive from the, the spheres of hospitals, from nurses, everything like this. The goal of healthcare should be to save people's lives, not to make money right it's not you're not trying to it's not an industry that exists to suck profit out of workers it's an industry that exists to better the lives of workers well it ends up being the same thing where are these blood-sucking pharmaceutical company ceos where are these ceos of companies like aetna and blue cross blue shield where are they going to go when, when Medicare for All gets implemented, they're going to turn around and they're going to go straight into the Essentia Healths. They're going to go straight into, you know, the um, Aurora Health Cares. They're going to go straight into the leadership of these hospitals and they're going to start cranking up the profit motive inside of hospitals, inside of doctors, inside of, you know, all of these different um structural mechanisms within the for-profit health care industry and they're going to do this for two reasons one they're greedy bastards i think that's pretty clear the second reason is is they're going to use that as a tool to say see socialized health insurance is expensive we cannot afford this look at how much how how are we going to pay ten thousand dollars for an x-ray right we're going to end up shifting all of these ludicrous for-profit health care costs from these for-profit hospitals from these same bloodsuckers onto the american taxpayer and then you're going to have a whole generation of right-wing and neoliberal politicians campaigning their ass off against medicare for all against the national health uh, health insurance plan because it's cost is artificially inflated by the profit margins of these hospitals and it's going to fall apart 
you have to remove the profit margin from the entire healthcare industry as a whole, both the health insurance side of it as well as the healthcare side of it. Doctors should be treating patients because it's the right thing to do, not because it makes the essential health billions of dollars a year. So that, that is really the risk inherent in socialized health insurance without socialized medicine. And that's what leftists of all types, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're a Marxist-Leninist, it doesn't matter if you're an anarcho-communist, it doesn't matter if you're a democratic socialist or even a social democrat if you happen to be you know, listening to this to you know, take a step further than you're really comfortable with. But it doesn't matter what philosophy within the left you attach yourself to, the for-profit motive within hospitals cannot be allowed to stand because it is antithetical to what's right, to what's decent for humanity, and it's also antithetical to Medicare for All, and it will cause it to crumble. And then there's one last uh, reason I want to leave you guys with, and that's in this scenario where these for-profit um, pirates from the health insurance companies end up going into the hospitals and running up the profit margins within the actual so with within the actual medicine side of things. What's going to happen when this occurs? If this socialized health insurance isn't accompanied by a complete revolution of the worker, which in America. Uh, I, ha I hate to expose myself as a pragmatist, but if you're doing socialized health insurance, you're probably not doing a complete workers' revolution, right? And in the absence of true workers' revolution, the class uh, dichotomy is still going to exist. You're still going to have Jeff Bezos in some form or another. You're still going to have Michael Bloomberg with obscene amounts of money. You're still going to have this aristocratic class at the top of society. And in the face of all these um, artificially generated issues with the Medicare for All system and these private hospitals in conjunction running up their prices and probably also artificially inflating wait times, all these kinds of different underhanded strategies they're going to, going to employ, what they're going to end up doing is they're going to create special hospitals, right? They're going to end up creating special ways for these elitists to go get the health care that they want and skip having to deal with all the plebeian masses, all, all the teeming masses of humanity that they're so much better than that they don't want to see. And now you might be thinking, well, how can they do that with a social, with a socialized health insurance plan, with a single-payer system? It's not like they can pay the doctors themselves for faster care, for better care. Here's what they're going to do. These are for-profit hospitals. They're going to go to the hospital administration, and they're going to say, I'm feeling very charitable right now. I'm going to give you a check for $1 million that is totally not attached to anything regarding health care. And then they're just going to happen to have the levers pulled in their favor to jump up the transplant lists, to jump up the wait lists that have been artificially generated. They're going to get better health care because of their resource, because of their class, than the rest of the population will. It's inevitable. It happens already. It's still going to happen under socialized health insurance if we don't divorce the socialized health insurance from the or excuse me if we don't divorce the profit margin from the from the from the hospitals 
So those are two of the reasons why you cannot settle for socialized health insurance if you're a leftist in any country, but especially America, because we know this kind of corruption happens. It's happening right now. Socialized health insurance is not going to end that corruption. It's going to put a Band-Aid on it. Yes, it's going to cover more people. Yes, it's a good thing in the short term, but it is not the final solution. And uh, we need to stay vigilant and we need to fight for true socialized medicine and true health care for all and not healthcare, which quality is dependent on uh, if your last name is Kennedy or if your last name is Bezos or, or any of these oligarchs. But you're still going to catch me you know, on Twitter promoting Medicare for All because it is a short-term solution that's to the benefit of the worker, that's to the benefit of the lower class, the, the poor class, the, the oppressed. I'm certainly not taking an accelerationist approach like, oh, well, you know, if we don't, if we don't support any health uh, remedies, any health care remedies, any solutions to this crisis, then maybe the whole thing will come crashing down faster. Like I said in the last episode, that's an extremely privileged opinion, in my opinion. And that's certainly not what I'm advocating for. I'm, cer- I'm just trying to instill a sense of urgency within us that if we achieve Medicare for all, that it's not the end of the fight, that we keep fighting for what's right, or in this case, what's left. Uh, We need to continue advancing the true leftist goal for socialized health care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you find this kind of content useful, I do this completely for free out of a passion for advancing a leftist agenda in this country. So feel free to drop a like, follow, subscribe, whatever the situation might be on the platform that you're on. And then head over to Twitter to at SNN podcast. That's my Twitter account for for this podcast. And you can also go to my personal Twitter, at Mavi O-W, which is M-A-A-V-I-O-W. And just drop me a a comment, drop me a follow if you'd like, and let me know uh, what kind of content you would like to see or hear and uh, what I could do better. And I hope to see you guys on the next one.